Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. Ellie Danka, Barty Jagdish, and Ryan Huang with you. You know, uh, in almost every industry today, e-commerce platforms seem like the norm. But if you take a look at the maritime procurement sector, kind of still lags behind. Yep. Uh, next guest, though, ShipsCart is looking to bring existing maritime analog marketplaces online to not only increase savings and benefit to the bottom line for the companies, but to make global supply chains more resilient. All of this with tools to reduce human error as well. Yeah, just recently, the Singapore-based company closed an oversubscribed 2.7 million Series A. So you've got a fresh injection of funds. That's going to accelerate the company's plans to expand its global footprint to other countries with you know, things like strategic partnerships, mm. um, you, you, you've got physical offices, warehouses, perhaps even uh, physical fulfillment warehousing centres that they're planning to fulfil, uh, located near ports for greater efficiencies. Yeah, but the question remains, why is it so hard for the maritime sector to embrace technology? And to answer this question and provide the solutions, Drup Sony joins us. He's CEO and co-founder of ShipsCart. Drup, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Bharti. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the Breakfast Huddle. Now, I really want to speak to you about you in just a while because you've got quite an interesting history yourself as an individual. But let's talk about the company first, just to set the scene and set things in motion. I understand that you have expanded into 17 new markets in the past year with this online marketplace where vessels, vessel owners, managers, ports, shipyards can buy marine products, consumables, equipment, all of this for uninterrupted and efficient operations. Considering that the maritime industry seemed to be so set in its ways and so analog, how did you manage to sell so many markets on a solution like this? Thanks, Party, for having me again. And... Uh so I'll just give you a background of what ShipsCart is. Uh, ShipsCart is essentially a B2B online marketplace where maritime operators can purchase everything required for uh, ships to maintain uninterrupted and efficient operations, uh, including vessel supplies uh, for provisions or provisions. Uh, so ShipsCart basically aims to bring uh, existing analog marketplaces uh, where procurement processes tend to be unstructured online to increase savings, benefit the bottom line for the companies, and make, make global supply chains more resilient with tools to reduce human error. With regards to, with regards to you know, uh, entering the 17 new markets, uh, uh, so most of our operations in the last three years has predominantly been in Asia and some parts of Africa, but this year we were able to get, gain significant traction uh, from America and Europe. Uh, very, very interesting. And Drew, you were a former ship captain yourself. Uh, <laughs> I, I love this story. So from a ship captain to a businessman, you run a ship. It's pretty much like a company. How much of that, you know, did you take with you when starting up this business, when running a business? How, how big of a role did that play? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I've been a former sailor, a former captain, um, and I sailed at the high seas for more than 14 years. Uh, however, in my heart, I've always been an entrepreneur and uh, therefore when the idea of ships got cropped up, I quit sailing and uh, started my entrepreneurial journey. As a seafarer, I realized there are different kinds of inefficiencies that the maritime world has to deal with. And uh, one of these is in operational procurement. Traditionally, this is a very manual, people-intensive in- process and unnecessary because the technology exists in other industries. 
to make the process uh, more streamlined and effective. So, so during one holiday, my friend Sunny and me, uh, Vivek also happens to be a seafarer. Uh, we discussed this idea and decided that we must find a way to you know make procurement easier, faster, and more cost-effective for shipping companies across the world. And that's when Shipscart was born. I'm sure, in spite of your knowledge and familiarity with the sector, you faced some challenges. Tell us more about those. Obviously, I mean the the challenges are challenges are plenty, you know. So basically, you know, we're trying to create a, a an online catalog, an online marketplace like Amazon, where you know whatever you see, you get the same thing. Uh, so that's one thing, you know, the challenge of creating that online catalog across uh, geographies. You know, you have various brand brand names, uh, you know, in different parts of the world. So to get all those products online was obviously a challenge. Then you have to deal with suppliers all around. Um, that's again uh, a challenge. You know, there are language barriers uh, involved. So these are some of the challenges that I can think of that when we started out. And uh, then we were not from the tech background. So, you know, to create that sort of a, a technology wireframe was, was also a big hurdle for us. Talking about challenges, there is one happening in the world right now, apart from COVID-19, that's the Russia-Ukraine conflict. What kind of disruption are we looking at? And is there any chance you could give us an example of how the, the tech and how Shipscot has managed to navigate these challenges and still ensure that some form of uh, global supply chain is ongoing? So, you know, as you're, as you're aware, you know, the 90% of the trade involves ships. So obviously the war in Russia and Ukraine has had a significant impact on the maritime uh, industry as well uh, because, uh, you know, whatever ships that were that were stationed in Ukraine and Russia, you know, um, especially in Ukraine, as I say, were not able to get the supplies and we, we obviously are not able to source the products there. Yeah. So yes, that there has been a challenge on that front, but otherwise, other other parts of Europe and the world, it's it's been pretty smooth. Uh, nothing, uh, nothing that you know that uh, that uh, there is there's nothing that there is to share. Considering the challenges that you mentioned on a specific front, what do you think is the best way to overcome this, overcome even similar future challenges in the medium term? I mean, surely there must be a way to make the industry more resilient moving forward. You know, the unprecedented supply chain disruption caused by COVID-19 has had severe operational and financial consequences. And I think the industry has learned quite a lot in that phase. Therefore, I'm quite certain that the worst is uh, already behind us in that sense. However, there is uh, still a lot that we collectively have to do to mitigate the risk supply chain. But again, to be, to be fair, COVID was very, very unprecedented and, uh, and, and nobody knew what it was about and, you know, how it just came about. Yeah, do you still have problems? I mean, are there still, you know, people within your industry that, that adopt that old school mindset and, and you have to convince them? What do you do in those scenarios? Personal story, perhaps. Whenever we talk about the maritime industry, everybody says that it's a very, you know, conservative industry. And it is, yeah. actually. Uh, you know, I think maritime industry has been, you know, the most conservative industry far behind, behind in, uh, you know, adapting to the latest technology trends. Uh, However, as I speak, uh, you know, things are looking up, uh, they're very po- things are looking very positive. And that's where we have a number of maritime startups now coming up globally uh, and being backed by prominent investors, uh, both strategic and financial. Uh, even maritime companies are now happy to provide pilot opportunities to startups. So, so I'm glad we're operating at this time when there is a lot of acceptance. And in the next few, year, few years, you'll see thousands of maritime startups solving various industry challenges. So these are definitely exciting exciting times for the industry.
It sounds like the acceptance came about largely out of necessity because of COVID-19 and now, of course, because of Russia, Ukraine and the various disruptions we're seeing to supply chains. However, moving forward, how do you think this spirit can be sustained? I think the pandemic, you know, had a very positive influence on ship's card, at least, you know. When people had to work from home, it made the industry take notice of its dependence on manual and people-intensive processes. And we happened to be at the right place at the right time. So surely it worked uh, worked out in our favor and uh, and we have only grown from here at all. Let's talk a bit about money, though. Oversubscribed, $2.7 million US dollars Series A. Uh, what are we going to do? What's the strategy with this money? How do we ensure that this ecosystem continues to advance? So the funds would primarily be used to expand our operations uh, by opening more fulfillment centers in Singapore, India, and UAE, and to enhance our technology. These, uh, you know, uh, Asia is obviously the primary market for us, uh, you know, and these funds would be utilized to open these uh, fulfillment centers. Uh, with regards to this round, uh, you know, we had a U.S.-based uh, venture capitalist fund, Trail Mix Ventures, who uh, who led the round and uh, was co-led by Hermes Offshore. And uh, other maritime uh, investors also participated in the round and Motion Ventures being a Singapore-based uh, VC was one of them. Then there was Tradeworks and Wami Capital. So if you're backed by strategic investors, so, you know, that, that says a lot about uh, what Shipscart is trying to build. So, yeah, very, very happy, uh, you know, uh, to, to have raised this oversubscribed round. As you mentioned earlier, there are a lot of startups, right, entering the scene these days. So how are you planning to ensure that you can still stay top of mind in investors' regard? So, you know, the good part about, uh, you know, Shipscart has been that, you know, we've, uh, we, we've got the first mover's advantage uh, at least in you know in the maritime B2B procurement uh, market, so you know we have that advantage. Uh, you know we've we've made a significant growth. In fact, if you see in the last, uh, you know I, I love to share some milestones. In the last uh, one year, we've we've done more. You know we've done one billion US dollars uh, more GMB than the uh, you know than the preceding year. Uh, we've added 17 more countries uh, in the last financial year. Added 200 plus suppliers, 85 new ships. And obviously, you know, the, the 2.7 million US dollars of the funding. To add, um, you know, to, to all this, uh, we have, we've, we've launched, you know, we have the first mobile app in the world from where a captain can, you know, uh, create orders. So, so, yeah, so, you know, we are, we've been, we've been ahead, but obviously, you know, uh, there is a lot of competition and I'm sure that a lot of companies would come up. So, you know, uh, we have to be on our toes and, uh, and do as much as we can uh, to keep moving forward. Very interesting stuff. We've been speaking to Drew Swani, who is CEO and co-founder of Ships Cart. Really appreciate your time this morning. You take care and stay safe, yeah? Thank you. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.